Welcome to the Lion's Den with Seth, a podcast where progressive men and women can learn and teach each other the ways of the land. The Lion's Den is where royalty comes to counsel. Ladies and gentlemen, your host, Seth. Yo, what's going on? What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Lion's Den. Hopefully you're enjoying your week and your weekend and you're staying cool. It's out of line out there. I don't know what would happen. It just seems like the, the devil is just, just blowing in your face. Just all up in your face, right? For no reason. No reason. And we all supposed to be inside or unless you essential worker or you you taking care of business but it just seemed like it's just seeping through the through through the walls but anyway before we get into that um we got to get give a good 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 shout out to our uh sponsors and keep in mind these are individuals businesses that we celebrate and we promote keep in mind we promote good good business right on so the first Sponsor, y'all give a shout out to Upper Souls. Look at them Jays. All right, make sure you're getting ready to step out at least for 2021, right? Because 2020 is all jacked up. But go to Upper Souls on Instagram. That's U P P E R S O L E Z. All right, they got those fly kicks, they got those retro Jays, and they got everything for you sneakerheads out there. So make sure you get it in. Upper Souls, just go to the page. And then just like it. It's all good. You know what I mean? You you might see something you like. I know I have. So check them on out. Next, we have Credit Repair with Tracy Brown. So check this out. Did you know that over 30, uh, 63 million Americans has less than perfect credit and four out of five credit reports contain errors? All right. If you didn't know that, it's time for you to get it in with Tracy Brown. What she will be able to do is to help educate you on your financial literacy and to help you understand the power of credit. Also, she's going to be on the show next week. So make sure you tune in and then we're going to get it in with our sponsors a little bit later on within the show. But today we got a great great show for you and it's well first before we go into the show uh we do want to give a special shout out to foots all right so foots lost another member of his family his grandmother and you know what y'all this look 2020 is so out of line right now and it's it it hurts it hurts when it happens to you or when, when you lose someone that you love and a brother lose someone that they love it it is it, it's, it's just it's a problem. So we're just going to give a, you know, a, a moment of silence for Foots and his family. Okay. Right on, right on. Now, so this show, this show is, is we're going to give a shout out also to uh, Larry. He's overseas handling business, you know, being a, uh, being a soldier, right? And, but um, thanks to him, we have a wonderful, wonderful guest. But before we introduce her, you know, we got to introduce uh, uh, the rest of the team, and I got my man's up here, big uh, Herm. Herm, how you feeling, brother? Man, I'm good, brother. It's a good hot day outside, man. Hey, didn't the president say that the COVID was supposed to go away when the heat heated up? Man, listen, like bro. Outside, listen, man. look, look. What you're not gonna do is repeat anything. I'm just saying, man. <laughs> we're waiting for it to get hot so we can stop wearing this mask, and now I'm suffering behind a mask. But anyway, um. <laughs> <laughs> we want to have a great show again. You know, uh, shout out to Foots, and he's dealing with a family issue. Love sent to him, and very thankful for Larry for uh, bringing us this guest today. We've had a lot of off-air conversations, so I know this is going to be a great show. 
But, hey, for our listeners, we do have a uh, special surprise for y'all. We are giving out a, a gift to the number five caller um, for today's show. Uh, we linked up with Sunflower Gold, uh, Sunflower Gold Skincare, who does all natural skincare products, and we are we've already uh, donated fifty dollars to her. You know what I'm saying to provide a gift for you guys. So whoever the fifth caller is, you know what I'm saying for this show, we're going to pin it in the, in the um, comments in a minute. Whoever the fifth caller is is going to be able to get their skincare products free of charge, and we're supporting black businesses already. So check, check us out. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And so keep that in mind, y'all. So the fifth caller, not now, but we'll let you know when the when the uh, lines open up. But again, it's about helping you and, and supporting you because you guys have supported us. But anyway, without further ado, I would like to introduce the principal, right? The principal of Vanshan. Is it Vanshan? Vashon. Vashon, you know I'm out of line with it. Right there, you already started the conversation. I know, I didn't jack the... See, I know, Vashon. Y'all listen, look, y'all give it up for Miss Brenda Smith, all right? Listen, all, all these. Uh, doing today? So glad to be here. I'm glad you guys invited me on. Yes, yes, yes. And I'm sorry for messing up that school because if Larry was here, he'd be all up in my face. Bruh, bruh, bruh. You know what it is. Ugh. Listen, all these French names. I ain't got time for it. But thank you, ma'am, for being on. How are you? How do you feel? I'm doing great today. Um, it's hot here, too. I haven't stepped outside for more than 10 minutes because. It was that hot. Don't do uh, it. But in here, I'm cool and warm, so I'm great. Right on, right on. So so let, let's dive right into it. So tell us, well, first, talk about how you got into the education system. So um, I actually grew up, uh, I was born in St. Louis. We did a lot of back and forth moving between St. Louis and Dallas as I was coming up. Um, and I went to some of the best schools in Dallas. Um, we went through some financial struggles right around the end of my eighth grade year and had to move to St. Louis where I attended Vashon High School. So Vashon High School is an all-black high school in the inner city of St. Louis. Um, it's the In our district, we have 13 high schools. Vashon is one of three schools where nobody has to apply. So the, you live in the neighborhood, you go to Vashon. You live in North City, you go to Vashon. No application process. And so when I got there, um, I was definitely very scared and nervous. Uh, I had come from a school that was predominantly white uh, to a school that was extremely black. Um, we had the cafeteria initially, before we got our new building, was on the sixth floor. It was birds flying in there. It was a, a, a very interesting experience. Um, and so as I went there, of course, I'm in honors classes. Um, I'm getting the best education. They're getting me in these programs. I'm falling in love with Bashan. But I'm also noticing that my classmates aren't at the same level. They're not getting all of these experiences. Um, I also noticed that uh, my education in Dallas was so much stronger. I was lacking and missing some stuff at Vashon. Um, so at that time, I began to question, uh, why is this? Like, this, this doesn't make any sense. Why is black school, do we, are we under-resourced? Do we not have textbooks when none of that was the case at a predominantly white school? Um, and so I started to question it, but it, as I was questioning, my teacher will still tell you to this day, I was like, I'm not going to be no teacher though. <laughs> That's going to keep the system going. I need to make some money. Um, <laughs> wait, hold on. Wait, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> so, so, so basically you saying that, Hey, I love the kids, but, uh, 
I need well, the bag. Let me help another way. Right. <laughs> was my initial thoughts, but here's the reality. I joined, I got to college. I was a math major at Mizzou. Um, did almost terrible my first two years. I went from a valedictorian. I had a 3.96 GPA class president to almost flunking out at Mizzou. Uh, I was the only black math major on that campus while I was there. Um, when I got ready to even fill out my graduation papers, my advisor ended up telling me I might as well go ahead and change my major because there was really nobody that looked like me to support. What he really was saying was, come on, black girl, find you something else to do this ain't for you. Um, and so at the same time, I ran into a former teacher who was a part of this group called Teach for America. Um, and we just had lunch and had this conversation why was education so different based off of your zip code? Like, it didn't make any sense to me, but he was able to talk to me and then at the same time say, hey, this is what Teach for America is about. Give us two years, teach in the inner city, help the kids like you want to do, and then you can do whatever else after that. So I joined Teach for America, got into education. I taught at the Great Northwest Academy. Uh, I taught math there. Um, but really, the entire time, I was falling in love with education. It was no going anywhere else. I was going to be there for the rest of my life because it's the biggest um, feeling in the world when you know you're making change every single day. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And so that's kind of how I got into it. I questioned it for so long. And then I thought, if I'm going to keep questioning, you got to be a part of the solution. Hey. Um, and so that's what I did. I love it. I love it. Before we dive up and deep into it, because I know Herm got some questions for you. I do want to give a shout out to right. our to our uh, viewers right now. What's going on? I see y'all out there. Jay, how you feeling? Shanae, how you doing? Miss Crystal, how you doing, ma'am? Footsie's watching as well. And everybody, look, make sure you share this, okay? Share this, share this, please. It only take two hot seconds to share it, and we will greatly, greatly appreciate it, all right? We need to give this and get this information out there not just that we may actually talk about things and concerns that you have especially now within this covid pandemic era so tune in okay and share and, and share this information what you got Herm? hey first shout out to my dad who's watching right now all right um, shout out so um back, back to you uh miss burner so you said when you first went to mizzou uh you were struggling uh you went from being a valid victorian class president 3.96, man, you know what I'm saying? I, I was nowhere close to that. Why do you think that you struggled at Mizzou, though? Well, like, what, what, what was the sticking point? What were you missing? Yeah, so, I mean, at Vashon, the, the options for math were very limited. Um, you get to college algebra, so I had no calculus. Um, and then even then, I'm the top math student in my classroom. Everybody else is looking like, what are you talking about? Um, and so attendance was an issue. We teaching the same objective for days on end because so many people are absent and I'm sitting here bored. What am I going to do? And so getting to Mizzou with those kids who have been in Cal 2 in high school, it just wasn't a, a field that I could play on either at, at that time. Gotcha. I didn't know how to play on that field at that time. Gotcha. So, so were, you, were you able to catch up? Um, obviously you were. How did you how did you manage that? Yeah, and so it, it, it might have been a, like a breaking point right when um, I had an advisor actually pretty much tell me that I needed to change my major, um, that, that there were nobody else that looked like me um, as the math major on Mizzou's campus, so I needed to do something different is pretty much what he said, uh, not in those exact words. And so for me, I think he was my motivation. 
uh, I had to prove to him that I could do this. And so I reached out to former teachers, my favorite teacher in the world. I always got to shout him out, Mr. Neville's Neville's. He's the best math teacher uh, in St. Louis. But I reached out to him. He would study with me. He would help me. I went to advisors. Um, and then I went back to that advisor and I had my math degree. Plus, I had earned an additional degree in that time just to show him, like, there was no stopping. Like, you are my motivation for why I did this. And then I got accepted into an organization that only accepts 17% of people that apply. Um, but all of that was motivated by his, his uh, lack of support. You know, I love that. And shout out to you. Shout out to uh, your inspiration. And, and everyone that's out there listening right now and watching, think about those times when individuals told you that you could not amount to anything and you have a choice, you have a choice. You can either listen to it and believe it, or you can use it to help propel you. And so shout out to you, ma'am, for, for doing that. And it's extremely, extremely important to do, right? It's extremely important because now you see that individuals are depending on you and our children. So let's talk about that a little bit. Let's talk about your, let's talk about the school. Okay. And, and how they are responding to this, this COVID let's talk about before, right? So what was that like in March timeframe? How hard right. did it hit you guys? Right. March. Cause we were going on spring break and we never came back from spring break. Uh, so we had a real long spring break. Uh, and so before, I mean, our, our kids were happy. We are, again, one of three high schools that just kids come to because they, they didn't apply anywhere else. Um, and so we take what we get and we turn them into amazing students and scholars that, that I've been able to see. Um, and so back then, you know, we got kids coming to school. We got a full service pantry. We're meeting needs. We're feeding kids. We're clothing kids. We're seeing them every day. Um, and then you hit spring break, COVID hits, and now it's like, where are the kids at? We, we can't find them. So right when COVID hit, you know, our district gave out laptops and they gave out hotspots. And I would still say we were able to contact less than 60% of our kids. Which was really sad that meant in all of this time, they had absolutely no connection to learning, no education, because we couldn't even find them. Numbers weren't working. Um, we can't see them. So we really didn't get to interact with a lot of them. So talk about the statistics that you gave for the uh, that, uh, that district about the children. Yeah. Um, and so not even just the district. Again, the district has 13 high schools. Um, out of the 13, 10, you apply in some shape, form, or fashion. Um, we are considered a neighborhood school, which means the majority come from the neighborhood right surrounding our community. Um, and so then we have we have about a 20, I want to say 27% uh, special education population. Um, that means they have some type of diagnosis, whether it be learning, um, emotional behavior. They have some type of diagnosis that's legally documented. Um, and then we have about a 32% homeless are in transition population. And when I say that and throw those numbers out, I always want to be clear. When we say homeless and in transition, it doesn't mean that they're sleeping outside or living in shelters. This could be one week they stay in an auntie house, then next week they're at grandma's house. Or they're just living with grandma. Um, and that's not their actual resident. Um, so we, they can apply and then get special services and support under that umbrella. 
Mm. Mm. See, then that makes sense. That makes sense. What you got, Herm? So you keep talking about uh, applying to school, right? Mm. And for me, in a place where I come from, I'm, people from my hometown is not going to understand that. Can you explain what you mean by your school is one you don't have to apply to? Like, what is a prereq for applying to another high school? Uh, yeah, so it depends on what the high school is about. In our district, we have um, a gifted school. So if you're going to a school like Metro, um, you have to have a certain GPA. You have to uh, take the gifted test and do well on it. Um, we have uh, Career Academy, which is a school that talks a lot about different trades. And, and you go to that school, you just have to fill out an application and have a certain GPA, a certain attendance. Um, and so it's those basic kind of requirements that they're asking from your middle school time. Uh, what was your grades like? What behavior incidences that you have? Um, were you at school 90% of the time? And so if you don't get into a magnet, you're automatically routed to your neighborhood school. Okay, so it, so it's not like you can go to another neighborhood school. You have to go to the neighborhood school no. that you're a part of. So one, one thing about our district is we're a district of choice. And so you can really go to any any neighborhood school if you don't get into a magnet and you don't have to live in that area. And so we pretty much see kids from all over North St. Louis um, because some people, because, I mean, you're talking about a high school that was open in 1927. Sometimes you go to Bashan for the history, if nothing else. Like my mom was a Bashan graduate. Um, and so when we moved back to St. Louis, it was no question. She sent me to Bashan. Um, and so we get a few kids like that that are not from the neighborhood. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Sean has one of the best basketball teams probably in the country. Oh, uh, is that right? Yeah, are definitely. We have 14 state championships. I can't remember exactly when it started, um, but we, we recruit and bring the best of the best in, in St. Louis. That's so what's a lot up. of times we might get some kids who are a little bit different than the statistics, but a lot of times those kids are coming uh, uh, particularly for basketball. So and we're going to touch on that in a minute and also we're going to touch on um the parents okay yeah. because it's not just the kids it's the parents you know people like Herm okay that have kids and they don't want to help the kids out and everything and but you know what yeah we go get it wait hold on we go get in that to yeah. one minute all right ladies and gentlemen uh before we before we transition in there we, of course we got to give another shout out to our other sponsor Kevlar's Grill y'all know what it is look at that chicken what look at those rib tips make sure you contact them all right Kevlar's Grill they are right outside the Scott Air Force Base within the Scott VFW, right? Post 4183. And they give military discount. So make sure you check them on out. They have Grubhub, 25-mile radius, all right? And if you all the way in St. Louis over there by Vashon, Vashon, come on over here and get some of this uh, good, good Vashon food, okay? Right on. Make sure you check that on out. Also, if you are looking for a home, Okay, if you're looking for a home in the San Antonio area or you're there right now or if you're just looking for a home, period. The thing is, you want to contact somebody that you trust. Contact Miss Monique Slater. Okay, she is a great, great realtor and she's retired military 28 years in the military. So give her a shout out if you're looking for a home. Her and her team has a system down pack where they can help you get a home within six hours. All right. That's her number, 210-237-7268. Right on. Now, let's talk about these um, 
these kids, ma'am. Now, what type of, uh, not kids, but the parents, what type of conversations you got to have with these parents that say, listen, my my, my son or my daughter's failing and it's your fault. What do you say about, what, like, it, there has to be, and I know we talked about this earlier, there has to be some type of conversation to say, hey, we're only here between, between this time, look, our business hours is between here and here. Then after that, they come back to you. So what type of conversations do you have with them? So here's the real, here's the thing. Those initial conversations always happen. When parents walk in and it's a, a problem, it's normally that initial, it was y'all fault. Y'all did something wrong. Um, but what I found a lot of the times is that parent is waiting to see, do you actually even care about their child? Um, when you know somebody you care, you're less likely to question that person. Um, and so a lot of those conversations are me really getting to know the parent, letting the parent know this is how I cut for your kid. These are the things that we're going to do to support your kid. Uh, I'm quick to say we're not even going to talk about the teacher right now. Um, because I find when you start to educate parents and have real conversations, they easily jump to your side. And I say by first the end of first semester, my parents are pretty much part of the family. Um, I have some that I literally got to make leave the school. They just want to hang out. They want to be a support. But it took a lot of buildup to even get them there. And, it's like, and, and here's the thought, um, and I said this a little bit earlier. It's the mindset that you go into in those conversations. A lot of times people automatically assume, because we're talking about inner city kids, um, high poverty, the parents don't care. The parent just wants to get something done, and they don't care about the process. And what I found is that's really not true. It's either a parent doesn't know something, um, it's been past relationships with schools and people who treated them like they were an outsider. Once you start to treat them like they family, um, you don't really get a lot of that same um, negativity or saying, my kids are right, y'all wrong mentality, but it's a lot of work getting them there. I'm going to be honest. It, that's definitely not an easy um, turnaround. Mhm, mm mhm. Mm what you think, Herm? So we talked about speaking about the kids. You're from the area, uh, raised in the area. I know you spent some time in Texas, so you understand the demographic that you that you work around every day. But I remember we taught a lot of your teachers are not from the area and don't look like the kids and probably do not understand uh, the students that they work with every day. How do you talk? To, how do you get? talk to those teachers and get them prepared for what they're about to get into. Yeah. Um, so we, we start the year off in our professional development. Uh, first of all, let me go back. When I interview, I ask the question, um, are you open to talk about race? Um, I, I do scenarios. We model it. The kid says he got an F on the paper and it's because you're a white, racist white person. And they will say that, even if that's not the case. The kid will say that. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Wait a minute. That's hard to believe. Are you? Right. You yeah, think that's hard to believe? Come on, man. You can see that. <laughs> it got to be a reason you failed me. And so that's the easiest thing for me to pick out is that difference. Um, and so I asked teachers during the interview, what's your response to that? How do you start to have a conversation with this kid? Um, and those who say, well, that kid, I'm done. I'm not dealing with then Bashan is not for you. Um, but then after the interview process, when you say like, yeah, you know, this is something I'd be open to. We, we will have these conversations. Come on into the beat. But our first professional development, we're going to talk about race again. Um, we do this one activity that's really dope every year uh, where we do this like big circle and you separate the circles based off of your identities. 
And so when you say like, hey, I identify as a black female, or you get a white teacher, I identify as a white female. Then once we complete our circle, we're going to say how much of your identity is that? And we're going to have real conversations with each other about your circle. Why did you say this? Um, because again, that opens them up to know this is not the first conversation we're going to have about race, and it won't be the last. Wow. Um, you you got to have that conversation you, you know, or I, you are going to run into some issues. I like that. And I'm going to touch on this a little bit. After I give a shout out to our, our viewers and again, everyone that's watching hey, thank you. We appreciate it. Make sure you share this and like and everything. Uh, so Miss Denson, she actually said, hey, good. And how you doing, young lady? She says, is there a way that we can help uh, go into the community and uh, help out these kids to uh, obtain their education? Is there some type of community outreach, you know, that we can do or, you know, we can put information out there? Um, definitely. We, we, our Vashon page is always open for people to reach out and contact and just say they want to serve. Um, again, you're talking about a high school that's been around since 1927. Mm -hmm. So our alumni does a lot to support and help us out. We are what we consider a full service school. Um, so we have mental health services in the school. We have a daycare in the school. We have, um, um, a clinic. It's not last year. It wasn't in use, but we have a full clinic inside the building. Um, and through the full service program, we get volunteers all the time to say, how can I help and be a part of this? Um, and so I would say to anybody that's willing, we are accepting, reach, hit us up on uh, Instagram, we're at Vashon Academy, or send a quick email on brenda.smith5 at sops.org, um, and we look to, to find something for you to do, whether it's pick up the phone and call kids, because um, right now we're just looking for our kids. Yo, and, and see, yeah. But look, ladies and gentlemen, want to let you know the lines are open. Don't forget the fifth caller, you get a prize. Okay, we got we got a gift for you. Right on. So the number is posted is 618-792-6747. One more time, 618-792-6747. So how do you deal with those kids that identify with different uh sexuality or sexual orientation do you see that hindering the learning process because it becomes a distraction and and do your teachers do the teachers actually talk about this ahead of time because this is a new day this is a you know what i mean this is definitely a conversation that we have to have um, I mean, from, from simple things where our district says, you know, if a kid identifies this way, then, you know, that's the restroom that kid can go use. And if a kid doesn't like that, they can use another one, but we can't tell that kid who identifies they can't go in that restroom. So it brings up a lot of conversation, but it's district policy. Like you will be sued um, and lose your job when you do something different. And as far as our kids, uh, one of the things, our kids are what we call Jonas, and I know y'all not from St. Louis, so I don't know if y'all call Say it again. Jonin. Oh, when you talk about, okay, yeah, so in Detroit, uh, yeah, he said clowning. We, we say we capping, you know, yeah. Yeah, so, so our kids do a lot of that, but it's never directed at any particular group. Like, it's just silliness. And so our kids who identify, who might be a boy identifying as a girl right now, any of that, like, they don't really get picked on. They're not isolated or separated because of that. Um it's, it's real interesting. We don't have the little clicks um, where you see in a lot of high schools and especially on TV, you don't really see that at Vashon um, much at all. Like our, our kids who are different are just as comfortable as anybody in the So, So you don't have the mean girls is what you're saying and, and the clueless yeah. chicks. Is you that what it is? 
fighting girls, but it ain't me. Yeah. <laughs> they fighting because of something else. It ain't got nothing to do with what you got on. Mm. What you got? What, what you got, Herm? So, got a uh, question from Sharita Shelby, and I know that we, we talked about it a little bit, but it's how do you think COVID-19 will systematically affect brown uh, underserved children? Uh, where, where do you see that going? So, my kids, before COVID, were reading, on average, they come to the door reading on about a fourth grade level. So, you're talking about so like five me. grades. Uh, uh, hold on. <laughs> That's how I read. Hey. So imagine no education. Um, that pushes our kids further behind. And so we're constantly running this race with uh, the more uh, less poverty-stricken schools, the, the more affluent schools that have more money and, and the taxes are giving them more money in the schools. And our, now our kids are further behind. So you want it. And we're doing everything we can to get them caught up. Um, we spend thousands of dollars on reading material, reading programs every single year. Um, we bring in people to tutor. But now we haven't seen our kids or been able to do those things for months. And that's a problem. That is a huge, a problem. huge problem. And we load them all the way down. If they cannot read, they can't have access to opportunities. And I talked a little bit about this earlier, opening and closing doors. What doors can we open when reading is still an issue? So when you say Will this set us back or how will it? Man, we're going to be hurt after this. And that's what I, I, I was going to ask this question. Shout out to Lily Wilson. She said, uh, what is one of the biggest barriers preventing students from reaching their full potential? And how do they keep their interest in learning at that age? And, and, and it makes sense, right? Because everything is right here, you know, on your phone. But are you really obtaining the information retaining right and being able to you know like what do you see as far as being one of the biggest barriers though so reading is definitely one of the biggest biggest barriers that we have um we talked a little bit about the math and math being like scary to kid like people don't like math but let's take it i'm already a struggling reader you put a word problem in front of me that's talking about permutations and combinations. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> Listen, well, we do, we ain't got time for these big words. Okay? Now, I got it a little bit. So but imagine. Permutation, constipation. Level. You want me to do this math? Permutations and combinations. Thought she said constipation. Okay. My kids know combinations from going to order some food. Like, so now you really got me thrown off. And, <laughs> and it makes sense, I'm too. Like, like an application. They looking for their phone. <laughs> Damn. I didn't even think about that. So it, 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 it hurts us because they can't access any subject if they cannot read. Mm. Like I, it, That's the biggest issue. They come through the door and we literally talk to them about it. Like, hey, this is where you at reading-wise. What you think about that? Damn, what do the- we got to get them to buy in to the fact that if I can't read, dang, I can't do nothing. Okay, I'm only Miss Smith. Give me some books. I'm going to read. And our kids actually do start to pick up books because we have those real conversations. Like, I ain't putting you down. I'm telling you how to get better. Come on, let's read. Mm. Mm. Shit. What you think, Herm? So we're talking about, you were talking about opportunities. And um, I know that. In my, this is my opinion, you know, um, college is always, in my opinion, the first goal, right? But then we also recognize that college is not for everybody. You got vocab school. And I know the military 
uh, does their due diligence of going into schools and trying to get people recruited in the military. I'm a military guy, so I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing, but we, we talked offline about the police force possibly doing that. Um, I'm, on the, I'm on the, under the belief that the problems that we have, um, some of them would be alleviated if we have more people that look like us inside the police force because we just don't have that. Mm-hmm. What do you think about police actively coming to recruit or just coming to talk in your school to open that communication with the kids and be like, hey, look, we're not your enemy. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think it's where their heart is. Um, we've done some work with the police before. They've come in. I had one guy come in, uh, talk to two kind of rival neighborhood gangs, and the guys left shaking hands, and the guy was looking for jobs for him. Like, his heart was right. Um, I think that's the, the issue. You can come in all you want, but if your heart is not right, you're still talking to our kids like they're criminals. Um, And so that's the hard thing. And I'm not even just talking about police. Anybody that comes to talk to my kids, I got to feel that you understand their potential. You understand that they're not at risk, they're at promise. Um, And if you don't understand those things, you can't talk to my kids no matter who you are. Um, But when you open your heart and you can, come on in. I need all the help I can get. And and that's the point, too, because real recognize real. You get what I'm saying? And if you have a vested interest in the children, they know. You get what I'm saying? They know. So, hey, I got a question for you. And shout out to Miss Wesley. She asked, several sources report schools are more segregated now than before Brown versus uh, the Board of Education. So what is being done to address this? So I, I want to say that might be part of the reason that our district is a district of choice. Um, and kids can kind of decide where what school they want to go to. Um, shout out, we, we had three white kids this past school year, so we were as diverse as we've been in a long time. Damn, three? <laughs> hey, look, let's give okay. a, hey. It's a, a, a bigger problem. Um, not outside the schools. You talk about white flight, you talk about where they're building um, and how they buy up communities that are pre- predominantly black and people run away. So you got a bigger issue going on than what's happening in the schools. Um, it, it's really hard not to be segregated when your entire community is black and you can't afford or even maybe you don't even want to move out to the Ladoos, the Pattonvilles that are predominantly white neighborhoods. You talk about housing discrimination. Um, you talk about the banks and loans. You talk about credit. Um, you talk about some systemic issues already bigger than the school. So we get it on the end because of all these bigger issues. Jeez, mm. yeah. And we do a, a cool a school swap, um, which is our kids love it. Um, we send some of our kids to Kirkwood and to other schools for a day, and then they send their kids to Bashan for a day. Um, and it's the best conversation you ever want. I was going to gonna say, I was going to say, like, do they come back traumatized? Like, Lord, I'm so glad I'm not over in, uh, in that school. But what's district. interesting is they come back with a newfound appreciation for what they have. There we go. But then they come back saying, like, hey, they had all these cool electives that we don't have, but they principal don't even know them. There's not a kid that's going to walk in with Sean that I'm not going to personally know their name and their story. Um, they can't walk up and talk to their principal. Uh, their teachers are standoffish. And so our kids come back like, man, I appreciate what y'all do for us and how important we are. 
but can we get some more electors? See, and, <laughs> um, and I, I could dig that. That makes sense. But listen, a little off subject, kind of on it. Did you? When you got when you got there, right? Because obviously you have a good relationship with the kids and the faculty. But did you have to start off with bringing in a bat and like locking down the doors from the inside, <laughs> chains on the doors, bruh? And and, and what, 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 so I mean, did, did you have to go crazy, Smith? So they, they used to call well, I, you. Okay, this is why I'm gonna tell you. So when I took over as principal, I started as only the ninth grade principal. I got a really cool opportunity. Uh, the kids who were the seniors had had four principals. No, take it back. They had eight principals in their four years. And so when the district hired me, they wanted to not interrupt what they already had going on again, but build a new culture with a new person. So I started off with the ninth grade. The next year, I became nine and tenth grade principal. Then I became nine, ten, and eleven until I was the only principal in the building. The unique opportunity about that was I got to build relationships with this amazing group of students. Like my class of 2020, I call them the class that set the vision. Um, it, it was beautiful how they were able to shape what I wanted Bashan to look like. How I could see, um, I could see my vision in them. The way they talk, the way they communicate. And so it was a really, really unique opportunity. Now they spoiled out of this world because of it. Um, but we got to see some really great leaders. I mean, from going to Costa Rica to I have one one kid who just graduated with her associates and her high school diploma. Shout um, out. That's yeah. what's up. That's what's I up. Do some really cool things because our kids really need smaller groups and more attention. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And we don't normally get to do that. And so I even struggle now having 500 kids and trying to make sure they all get that attention that I had when I only had a hundred and I could literally give them all the attention in the world. But I didn't have, I didn't have to come in with bats and chains and that we had some other issues with having two schools and two principals. Um, but the kids were easy. Wow. What you got, huh? So um, talking about how schools are funded, right? Um, you, you feel like your school is underfunded. Am, am I correct in saying that? Most definitely. So how do we how do we get that to change? Like, I'm, I'm school me on that. Talk to me about how can we get that to change as a people? Is there something that we can do? Is there a way we need to vote? Who we need to talk to? How can we get that to change? Because waiting on people to do it, obviously, you dig, and especially if individuals don't have that vested interest in the community anyway. So yeah, to right. to Herm's point, what can we do? Yeah, so I think that's a really uh, tough question. Um, because again, the issues of how schools are funded is based off property taxes. So if nobody owns the property around the school, you're always going to have this system of, of inequity um, because the money is not coming in the way that schools who are highly funded get it, like their parents own their homes. Um, and so I think that is the biggest issue, and I always say that is the big, biggest system of racial injustice Right. Uh, that we have in this country, the way we fund schools, um, we'll never catch up. And they keep coming up with all these type of grants. And uh, Vashon has a grant right now where we get a little extra money. But even when you add that in, it doesn't equal our counterparts in more affluent communities. Okay. So I don't know if that answered your question. No. The answer, I'm going to write a book and I'm going to be rich and then I'm going to come back on as an author. No. no, no. I think a lot of people still don't understand what redlining did to communities. And that's a big part of of why we're still behind um, 
the way we are. You know what I mean? They think that red line is gone and everything is 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 equal. Well, you just heard right then, right there. I mean, we we get our schools are funded by you know what I'm saying property taxes and stuff, and we just don't get that in the black community. Uh, okay, y'all, look, give me a minute, give me a minute because I because I want to get so, okay. So I'll be real quick and um, Herm, no, I I hate things like this. Right. Because we know what the issues are. And this is just a podcast and I'm saying just a podcast, but we have individuals that listen that really want to be a part of the change that we want to see. And it's hard when we have these systemic things that's in place, that's barriers, right, to get over. It. And, and we always we see the issue, but it's attacking the issue that's frustrating. So I apologize if you see the disgruntled, you know, look on my face because I, I, I hate it because being a father, knowing how important education is and that focused education, um, it, 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 it tugs my heartstrings. But anyway, before we um, yeah, before we go any any further, though, we do need to give another shout out to our other sponsor. And this is right in line with uh, the schools. Right. So, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you check out the physicians management services. So if you are interested in receiving and learning a trade, another trade and keep in mind, not everybody has to go to college to get debt or whatever, just to learn something. So, but if you're interested in learning anything in the medical field, okay, check them out, right? They teach medical coding and billing. Make sure you check them on out. Now, on uh, Saturday, August 8th is the first online class. So no matter where you are, so if you're watching the Lions Den or you're listening to the Lions Den, you can call them and get enrolled in this training. Keep in mind, this training can be used in any medical facility, right? As far as being a medical administration. So make sure you give them a call. The number is 618-825-8173. And there's a lot of our youth that's, that's out here that's interested, but debt right and these student loans are so out of line so make sure you you give them a call and go into this profession debt free men and women okay make sure you give them a call so what are your thoughts what are your thoughts on how we are guiding our children from uh, right now in this COVID pandemic do you think that we are set up to where the kids feel like they're ready for life and what's missing. What do you think is missing? Yeah. So I think for, for us, and I constantly kind of speak about Deshaun because that's what I'm most familiar with. Uh, it's, it's just kind of missing the majority of the kids. Um, they're not getting that consistent instruction. And so we're not setting them up for anything. And when I really think about my kids, um, and, and I'm kind of battling this. We are going back into the building um, in August. Um, our kids are coming to school. They kind of get to choose what option they want. Um, but right now, the majority of my kids have chosen to come back. And I battle this. We're, we're going to be faced with COVID right in our face. This is what we're going to be dealing with. But I also think about the fact that now that they're not in school, what do they have to do? So now you, you don't have to go to school. So now you have that much more time to get involved in situations that aren't the best, that aren't preparing you for anything in the future. I don't, I don't um, mind. I've, I've, I've communicated with enough parents to know that my kids have been involved in different fights and 
and it's been shootings and I got kids locked up and I got uh, two that are deceased this summer. Like it's, it's sad because they really have nothing to do and they don't have that so many arms wrapped around them. Mama can do it, but it honestly does take a village to raise a child. And right now they're missing a major part of their village. And so when you say, are they set up for success? Not right now. They're not, not during COVID. See, that's out of line. What you got, Herm? So so what I got is going back to um, how schools are funded, right? Mm -hmm. People need to understand, like, when we go talk to our politicians and whatnot, you know what I'm saying? This is something that can change. You know what I mean? Like, people write down Black Lives Matter on the football field and all that type stuff. This is the kind of stuff that we need to talk to Bruh. our politicians and be like, look, I need this to change. I need the way our, our schools are being funded to be equal, not based on where where, where neighborhood is by. Don't, don't, Message. That is, that is how we can affect change, you know what I'm saying, real change. All this other stuff is, like, symbolic, and they're nice gestures and whatnot, but we just heard from the principal about how her school is funded and how if they continue to stay funded that way, how they're going to stay behind. Absolutely. You know There's no come up for that. Hold, hold on one minute. One minute. We got a caller. Hey, how you doing? Hi, how you doing? All right. You, you, uh, so what's your name? My name is Barbara. Barbara. Where are you calling from, Barbara? Calling from Carrollton, Texas. Oh, okay. All right. Right on. Well, you are the first caller, so you didn't win, but thank you for calling. Anyway, you got anything you want to say, though, on the show? Yeah, I was calling in regards to the funded question or the, uh, the discussion around funding. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking that a lot of the parents and a lot of the families in the area don't own their homes, but the people that do own the property in those areas, like there are homes and stores or buildings that are owned, and it would be wonderful if somehow they could be taxed to help assist with the funding of those schools in those inner cities. Like, you know, a lot of people that own the property in those areas are not the people who live there. Most so, of the parents are renting. So you see what I'm saying? It's the owners of the actual property. So, okay, that makes sense. So the question is, don't the owners still pay property taxes? Right. So here's what I was though. thinking, too. Uh, what happens to these businesses in these type of communities? Takes right around the shine right now. We just had all the, the, the looting, the burning of buildings and everything happen right around the corner from Bashan High School. And all of those buildings are boarded up and many not rebuilding. So when you talk about that, you're talking about communities that really don't even have a lot of businesses. We have a lot of empty houses, boarded up houses, and now we have whatever little companies we have leaving. Mm, so no. Even when you talk about them paying taxes to fund the schools, there's nothing there to fund the schools. Wow, well, thank you for that. Hey, thank you for the call, ma'am. All right, thank you. Bye-bye. See, didn't even know that. Didn't even know that. So to your point, Herm, go ahead. Go ahead. You mute it. So, hey, uh, just so everybody know, uh, we still looking for the fifth caller. You know what I mean? We do have a giveaway going on uh, for Sunflower, Sunflower Gold Skin Care. Uh, we got one caller down, so we're looking for the fifth caller. Right. Yeah. Hurry up and get it in, y'all. Hey, somebody want it. Somebody needs some of that skincare. All right. Hey, listen. Okay. 
Hey, some, some, somebody needs some of that butter soft skin. You want to, want your soul glow up in your house, right? Vacation in the living room, whatever it is. So make sure you all give us a call, right? The number 618-792-6747. But what you got, Herm? Hey, so so Brenda, you're talking to probably a whole lot of parents right now um, that, that are watching. What is something that the parents need to know, um, not just for Sean uh, specific. Uh, when they're dealing with teachers and stuff like that, and they're they're looking for the out for the best interest for their child, right? What is something that these parents should know when coming to deal talk to the educators about their child? What tips can you give them? Definitely that um, one curriculum is always published somewhere online, and so while you don't have to understand the details of the curriculum, you at least should be able to talk about what your kid should be getting. I should be able to say hey, I'm looking at your, your course curriculum and there's no count one class, but my kid is interested in math. What's going on with that? And so I encourage all parents to at least know the curriculum. Um, the, the very basic bones of it, we have, we do these big family dinners at Vashon and we bring the parents on and we talk to them about it so that they can have these type of conversations. Uh, I think the second thing is to really get to know your child's teachers and consistently communicate. Um, I'm not going to ever say that teachers are always right. Um, and I even at Bashan struggle with a lot of teachers who might, who might be wrong sometimes. But when you have that open communication and the emails are happening and you're checking your own child's grades, it makes it harder for them to do that. And unfortunately, a lot of teachers will do things when they know the parent is not going to question. See, and, and that's the deal. It's a partnership. Yeah. It's a partnership. It's a partnership. The, the best way best way to describe it is really build a partnership with the school. Wow. Wow. And, and I mean, you think about it. You, when your, when your kid come home, you're going to ask them if they got homework, look and see, you know, they got some homework and then look at the syllabus, right? You, you know what yeah. it is. They should get homework either every day, every other day. So yeah, it's just work. It is that partnership. But, and here it goes. The other thing too is choose a school that loves your kid. Um, because oh. a lot of times the, the bigger issue is parents have been traumatized by the schools. I've been in schools where parents aren't welcome. There's no open door policy. The parent can't come in. They can't talk to the teacher. They got to schedule this appointment. It's almost like you're giving them every excuse in the world not to be involved. Really? And so now as a parent, if I choose the wrong school, or I choose a school that doesn't love my child. They're going to treat me like an outsider. Damn. And if I'm one that doesn't necessarily feel confident in it, that's going to pull me away. I ain't dealing with the school. That's too much. Mm-hmm. So it has to be a place. And you have to really look into these schools that loves and accepts you and your child when you bring them. Hold on. You know what? I never thought about that. Like there right. would be a school that would prevent the parent from being, you know, actively engaged. What do they got to be on the PT? What is it? The the parent teacher association, you know, and, and all that, unless they're not there, they won't. What? They might see the, they might see the, um, they might see the parent as a headache, man, that they don't want to deal with. Or a threat. Right. Damn. And I'm not going to ever get out here and pretend like I don't have some very interesting parents. Sometimes oh, oh that, that's a word you're going to use. You, you're going to use interesting. <laughs> They come through the door and they mad. Um, they, they just upset. But again, in my mind, and this is what I push on my staff, you have to understand, you may not know where that parent is coming from. Why are they this way? Um, and so I always give them a bend time. 
They come in. I said, go ahead, Mom. Tell me what's going on. Because they need to get that initial piece out and be heard. So now it's easy for me to say, okay, Mom, now I didn't listen to you for 10 minutes. You ain't going to give me a chance. <laughs> you ain't going to let me talk now. And then most of the time, I've yet to have a parent be like, no, I'm still mad. No, it's okay, Miss Smith. Let me hear what you got to say. So they are right. Uh, they come in the door defensive. Right. But, yep. but you see how, see how she does? She, she tells them, I'm here, I'm here to listen to you. Mm-hmm. Not only defensive, automatically, like, nah, it can't be our fault. See, I like that approach. So it takes it takes maturity, right? It takes maturity. Yes. And then with that being said, it's unfortunately there are parents that have not developed that. Bruh. You know? Man, there's some parents that need to know their kid is just bad as hell. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I'll be talking to somebody like, hey, you do know your kid is bad as hell, right? Been you know bad. You already trying to blame the teacher off the top. Right. right? Right. Your kid don't even listen to your ass. You know what I'm saying? Anyway. So what makes you think they're going to listen to the teacher? <laughs> right. So, <laughs> to blame the teacher right off the bat when you know your kid be on it. The best, the best conversations are the ones where you take the parent and let them look in the classroom without the kid knowing. When they tell you, my kid ain't did that, then they look in the classroom and they see what they but, 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 like, 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 watch this. Watch this. See that? <laughs> They look, look at Junior. Look at Junior. Yeah. Hey, that, that, that's him, ain't it? Ain't that Junior? Oh, okay. Hey, don't grab the belt now. Yeah, no. Oh. <laughs> hey, you know how you grab the belt, put it around your neck, or you pull it out and say, pop, pop, real quick. Bust his ass. Bro. Oh, yeah, I know. Can I get a private room? Can I get a room? Oh, remember you said your kid ain't doing Yeah, look, look at that angel. See what I'm saying? Hey, listen, half of them right now, while they in quarantine, they want to send them to school. Like, listen, I, I can't do this. This dude is out of the line. And I, yeah. Wow. Well, well, listen, ladies and gentlemen, so this is what we're going to do, right? Because we're pressed for time. But the next caller, we'll do that. All right. The next caller, because we do want a gift to you. So the next caller that call 618-792-6747. It could be a brother and sister. Don't matter. You know, you can give it to your boo-boo kitty. All right. Whoever calls, we got this uh, gift for you. All right. So 618-792-6747. So, Miss Smith, what is it that you are like? The audience, parents, or even children, like my son, he's going to be catching this uh, pretty soon. Uh, I think, yeah, later on today. So he's 16 years old. What would you tell, what is one message that you would like to let individuals know, right? You would like them to know, especially now in these times. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing for me um, is this is now the time for your kid to be reading and conversating and I know for a lot of parents where you're busy you're running you're doing xyz but this is the time to really have these deep conversations with your kids and get them reading you don't have to be in school to read figure out what they're interested in I always call them a low readability high interest books um wait hold on wait 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 hold on low readability low readability which means they're just kind of easy on the eyes you can quickly read read them but they're very interesting. There you go, huh? And so kids will read longer when you have a a, a, a book that way. Mm. Versus a book with all these big words, I'm I'm skipping over them. The writing is really little. Um, I can't see them, and so I just encourage parents right now to really be having those conversations. Um, I actually took uh, my 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 guy's daughter driving around to see some colleges in St. Louis the other day, and we had the best conversation. She's ten years old. But the conversation was absolutely amazing to walk, to go through Washington University. We rode past SLU and just have a real conversation about college right now. She's not in school. She's not learning. But we're still learning every single day. And so if you can find those little gems, even during COVID, um, I think that that gives our kids 
uh, a fair play in the race. It keeps them running. Mm. Mm. Yeah. 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 Because you know what? I really do think some individuals use this COVID as an excuse. You see what I'm saying? An excuse not to connect with their kids and, and just not to. Well, I ain't sending my kids to school because of the COVID. Okay, you can dig that. But are you going to give them what they're not receiving in school? You feel me? Like, how are you going to water your own plant and expecting somebody else to do it? You feel me? So, yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. What you got, Herm? So I, I just had that conversation with my, my kids today uh, about what schools they want to go to, man. And, and that could be a, that can be a frustrating conversation because you think one way for your child and your child is like, well, I don't even want to do none of that. You know what I mean? It's like, Damn, well, what the hell do you want to do? You know what I mean? So um, I do, I do believe that what you said, making sure you get a book in front of them. I'm not a big reader. Um, a lot of people that watch this show know that I'm trying to get into that. No. Hold on, hold on, wait, hold on. <laughs> hey, shout out. So you, you're a caller. Who's calling? Samantha. Samantha, hey, do us a favor and mute your uh, your 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 computer. Oh, because you can hear me. Yeah. <laughs> you can hear. And I can hear me. Oh. All right. So you calling from Lansing? I'm calling from Atlanta. Oh, Atlanta. Okay, shout out. Shout out Atlanta. It's hey, hot. Sam. Uh-oh. Oh, you know what? <laughs> hey, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, listen. So I was telling you guys a little bit about the, the, yeah. the Costa Rica project yeah. earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is Samantha who started the project at Bashan where she um, got kids prepared to go out of the country. First time in their family travel. Samantha, did you? For real? <laughs> it was a team effort. Ah! Yes. You know what? Just because of that, hey, you deserve some lotion. Right on. We're going to get you some lotion and some body butter. Hey, I love it. That's awesome. Hey, you want to give a shout out um, while you're on live? You said, do I want to what? Yeah, dude. Yeah, anything you want to say while you're on? Yes. Well, shout out to Brenda Smith because she is the best principal. um, And I've enjoyed listening to all that she's been speaking of this evening um and definitely shout out to Bashan high school and all the amazing educators teachers students and community um who make amazing things happen for kids right on right on and shout I do out have to a you question for miss samantha though go ahead because i am very interested in that in that program that you started team effort mm-hmm. um is there any like if there's other people, other educators that's on online right now that want to get information about how you got that started and, and ran? Is there anywhere they, they could find that or reach you or be able to peep that? Yes, uh, we have a Facebook page. It's called the Show Me Costa Rica Project. We have an Instagram, which is at Show Me Costa Rica. You, you say Show and Me, Show Me Costa Rica, like like Show Me State and then Costa Rica. Yeah, the kids came up with that. Show me Costa Rica. That's what's up. Um, And then showmecostarica at gmail.com as well. All right, shout out. Yo, that's dope. So look, we're going to make sure we post this information and with information for all the sponsors. Hey, Sam, we want to thank you for calling. And I'm going to be reaching out to you a little later on to get your address so we can give you this gift. All right. Okay, thank you. Can I ask uh, Principal Smith a question? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay, so I was just curious. So right now it seems like we're in a time period with our education system 
um, where we can reimagine what education looks like and make some shifts. So I'm just curious um, from her perspective um, in this moment as we have different constraints and we might be able to um, put some ideas out there of how we should shift our education system. Um, what are your ideas and what would you like to see? Mm, that's a good question. Yeah, I think that's a really good question. We talked, one thing is, is kind of limiting uh, is, is the way we can communicate with kids. And so in this day and age, our kids are glued to Facebook, social media. And so one of the, the biggest things is changing some of those policies uh, so that we're able to interact with our kids on their level. Um, I think the other thing, again, is just kind of re-looking at what the classroom situation looks like. Our kids would sit in the classroom for 90 minutes, and for some of them, listen to teachers talk for 75 of them. I got ADHD and don't want to hear it. Uh, <laughs> so now we're, we're in a world where, like, we're on their level. They love technology. Um, how do we switch that mindset to putting on more entertaining things to them, reaching out to them to see how they want to learn? You learn best by doing, not sitting and listening. Um, and so we're just in a world where we just got to get extremely creative. And when we get creative, use what our kids know to build from that. And so technology is the biggest thing. Like, they absolutely love it. So we should really be doing some big things with this right now. We're wow. in their world. Wow. Hey, thanks for that question, Sam. So, yeah, we're going to reach out to you soon to get that information, okay? Okay, sounds good. Thank you. No problem. Thank you. Yo, yo. Hey, so listen, Miss Miss Smith, Miss uh cr crazy, crazy Joe. <laughs> what they call it, right? <laughs> hey, listen, you congratulations for being boy, the light that these kids need, right? I don't have the patience at a certain age. Look, they got to get a certain height because anything below that is like get out of my face, right? But I love what you do, right? So shout out to you. Where can individuals find you, especially your students that may be looking for you, right? Where can they find you at? Yeah, definitely. So if you're one of our students that's looking for me, it's easy. Hit us up on our Teams page. I'm on there every day. It's a free way for us to communicate. Um, it's, it's Microsoft Teams. Every kid has access. You can call. Um, my uh, direct cell phone line works, and I, I don't know if you guys can post that somewhere, but 314 Five three two three two one seven. That is my direct work line. Um, and if a kid has a question, that's the perfect way to access me. And we keep all the rules, and we do what we're supposed to do. And still, we're able to uh, to conversate. Parents, if you want to, you know, reach out or check Vashon out. We're at www.slps.com/vashon. That's V-A-S-H-O-N. Um, check us out. You can learn more about the Costa Rica project there, our ROTC program, our amazing basketball teams, um, and some of the really great things our students are doing. And then you can hit us up on Instagram at Vashon Academy. Um, we're always there posting um, and having conversations with whoever. Dope, dope. So go ahead, Herm, man. We, we interrupt you. What else you have, man? Final word. Uh, final word. Hey, so <laughs> I'm going to re-hit on what I talked about when, when we talking about who we're going to vote for and what's important to us, think about this conversation and how our schools are funded. Uh, it's never going to change. They say that the, the squeaky wheel gets the oil. You know what I'm saying? It's never going to change if we just say, oh, that's a problem. Okay, cool. What's next? You know that's what I'm saying? Right. Talk to the people that you want to vote for. Talk to them and let them know, hey, look, this is a problem and there's a, there's a fix to this. Let's distribute the money evenly throughout the city, throughout the district, and, and stop leveling, levying on property tax because you know 
that systematically holds us down. Right. Put it right to their face, straight like that. Damn right. That's my view. Damn right. And, and to his point, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know who they are, do your homework. Since we're talking about kids doing homework, you do your damn homework and look and see what their agenda is. Right. Just because they got a a, a fancy name and a, and, a, and, a, and a pretty face don't mean nothing. Right. So do your homework. Look and see who's running for what positions and what they stand for. Seriously. And, yo, but look, this, this has been extremely, extremely informative. And I want to thank you, ma'am, for getting on the den, getting bit on the lion's Can I get den. A quick, quick registration plug, real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In case you guys, Please. Sean is definitely enrolling students. If you want your kids to come to a place where they're loved, they're supported, they're the focus on reading and the focus on choice, we are your school. Look at SOPS.org. The online registration link is up. And ready for you to go ahead and start filling it out. And somebody from our team will reach out to you as soon as you hit submit. Right on. And Lions yeah. Den, if y'all in the area, y'all know what we're about. And when when this COVID is, is at least a little bit better, we would love to come out there to help, to talk to the kids and, you know, just do what we can. Right. Instead of waiting for somebody else to do it. Which yeah. is about to say, her. I mean, I can read on a fourth grade level, so I can man, read to shut you know up, I mean? don't. But 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 see, <laughs> but, but but isn't this a middle school? Listen, look, we're trying to get them to aspire the I, more. I'm just saying, you know what I mean. Showing pictures, her. I feel comfortable. Nah, bruh, <laughs> Jesus. But anyway, <laughs> man, I got some books. I got some low readability, high interest books. Wait, right. give him some. <laughs> give him some. Right, give him some. Jesus Christ. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, hopefully you enjoyed this show. If you like it, please give your thumbs up, give your hearts, give the emoji that's hugging the heart. Give a whole bunch of those. Share them, share them, share them. And we will be giving out all of the information from uh, the school that she put out there, her phone number and how to register and also the Show Me uh, Costa Rica, which is absolutely dope and a list of our sponsors. So we appreciate y'all. We love y'all. Don't forget, next week we got Tracy Brown, she's going to be on to talk about getting your credit right, getting your credit straight. And is there a myth to having good credit or do you not need credit? We're going to talk about that. So hopefully y'all enjoyed yourself. We're going to see y'all soon. Later. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Make sure to listen to the show on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, and Radio Public where you can subscribe or via RSS so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you like or dislike this episode, we'd appreciate your feedback on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Lionscast. Check out the book, The Black Collar Mindset, The Art of Strategic Thinking on Amazon or www.theblackcollarmindset.com a manual to maneuver through life strategically by holding yourself accountable. Tune in next week for another episode of The Lion's Den with Seth.